You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Oh, I'm good. I'm great. I'm actually about to, for the first time in my life, I'm about to walk down the street, watch Alabama play some volleyball. Never done that. Not even when I was in school here. That is um, loyalty, folks. That's what that is. Uh, First of all, thanks, everybody, for making Locked on Bama the first place you go to listen when it comes to Bama podcast or any podcast or anything. So we appreciate you guys so much. Secondly, Jimmy. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. What I do? Um, I'm, first of all, you made me make a prediction that now sounds so dumb. Some, I ought to be drug tested. I said 55 to 3, I think. Oh, Jimmy, that was that was a brutal watch. Let me, let me go ahead and tell you. Let me just go ahead and lay this out there before we get into the nooks and crannies of this thing. Um. So I'm watching it with some some friends of mine from up the street, and they're Auburn fans. Of course, Auburn had already lost. And uh, so the husbands, you know, were watching it with me. And when it gets close to the end, you know, everybody was eating at my house, and so they had all gone off to eat. In fact, like I had let them sort of do the cooking because I was like, I didn't expect this game to be close, and now it's close, and I've got to watch it. I mean, I watch it anyway, but if, I, if it had been what I thought it was going to be, I was going to be able to watch it and have it on – outside and not be worried about it but now like i was like the team needs me i gotta sit right here and do this <laughs> and um so they were like okay and then they came around and they started you know how you do like especially auburn fans they come around like oh y'all are gonna win why are you so nervous this doesn't even make sense there'll right. be some call or lsu will fumble because y'all always win and i was thinking hey you sons of bitches don't try and reverse jinx me i've been reverse jinxing people since before y'all were born so don't, you can't do that to me um but uh i finally had to get up and like go in our master bathroom which has a television and because I was like, I can't listen to y'all anymore. I got to watch this. I can't hear y'all give me, give our team fake praise that I know you don't believe. And I'm fine with you not believing it. That's fine. That's what the rivalry is. But I'm not fine with you doing this while I'm like intently watching this thing more intently than I ever studied for anything at the University of Alabama ever. So I go, I go into my bathroom to watch it. And like one of the dudes who's a good buddy of mine, he comes in and he's like, Ah, uh, you know, you had to come. You didn't have to get away from us. We're, it's all good. I was like, no, that's the point. It's not all good. I've got to watch this. Like you've got. To... And so he ended up finally like leaving and walking back to his house. But I, I was like, and he may be mad at me, and he may listen to this. I don't know. But uh, I love him. But at the same time, I he's got to know where I'm coming from. So um, anyway, that's how this game made me feel. That's the. I'm going to tell you something, Jimmy. I am a lot more concerned and worried and disappointed and depressed about the state of Alabama football than I was after the loss to Texas A&M. A lot more. A lot more. Hmm. Well, first of all, the defense played extremely well. I mean, I I think that's what's lost in all the uh, teeth gnashing today, Uh, and particularly when I read like a statement that uh, Alabama didn't come to play today. Um, Well, 
the defense obviously did. I would even argue and, and have numbers to back it up. That may have been the best defensive performance of the whole season, and we certainly would have lost the game without them. I think it was incredible that the offense was so bad last night. It was so bad that three different times LSU had the ball on Alabama's side of the field in the second half. If they'd have scored a single point, uh, well, if they'd have scored a touchdown on any of those three times they had the ball on Alabama's side of the field, we would have lost the game. But the defense True. held them out of the end zone uh, each time with, with really good play. And it wasn't the defense's fault that LSU's offense was where it was on the field. It was the offense's part. The, the, the defense had to overcome how bad the Alabama offense was. And the Alabama offense really wasn't giving them much of a break. Most of the possessions in the second half were three and outs. And the defense had to go right back out there and save the game again. Uh, the defense gave up one play that was bad, a fourth and one, when they were in goal line and they all crushed down and somehow LSU, uh, you know, creased the seam and, and, and uh, Price Davis got out for a pretty long gain. And Jordan Battle ran him down. By the way, Jordan Battle, not the fastest guy in the world, he ran the dude down at the eight-yard line or we lost the game. That was a game-saving tackle Jordan Battle made. And then the defense held for all four downs with the first and goal at the eight-yard line that won the game. So – I, I, I just object to any inference that, that Alabama's team wasn't ready to play, that they weren't fired up, that they weren't intense, that they didn't care. The defense did. The defense did. That's half the team. So now, for all the complaining about the other side of the ball, I join in with the chorus of boos, for lack of a better term, the offense was atrocious. The offense lost the game. We lost to LSU last night. Uh, and the offense played bad enough to lose the game easily. I mean, the offense lost. The defense just bailed our ass out time and time again. But the offense lost the game to a team, I would say, is the 12th best in the SEC. I mean, LSU right now, if you did a power ranking of the 14 teams in the SEC, Vanderbilt and Missouri are the only two I'm ranking below LSU in terms of the dudes, the kids they're putting on the field. Uh, and our offense still lost the game to them. Our offense would have lost the game to Missouri, to Vanderbilt, to any number of high-quality high school teams. Uh, the offense was a joke last night. They were so bad last night. But – as we'll talk about for the rest of the show, this is what's confusing about this team, and we shouldn't be talking about how confusing a team is nine games in. This is how confusing they are. Up until last night, the offense was really good. I mean, it was really good. If everybody compla- what, what are people complaining about in the first eight games when Alabama's second in the nation in scoring points? How can people think the offense is bad when only one offense in the whole country scores more points than we do? So the offense had been really, really good, and was atrocious last night. Over the course of the season, I don't think our defense has been good at all, but they were last night. And that's what's so confusing and frustrating about this team is, are we great? Because we are ranked number two. Or is this the worst of all the Saban teams? Which it certainly feels like it is. So that's where we are. 
Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Prize Picks. It's a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as the mid-majors you might not have even heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of your users, meaning our users, that deposit and use our promo code will receive 100% deposit match up to $100. That's promo code locked on. Go to their award-winning app. You can find it anywhere that you go get your apps, uh, Prize Picks, or just go to prizepicks.com. It is a ton of fun. And they really do have like all these fantastic uh, props for you. It's just great. Go try them out. Prize Picks. Use promo code locked on. Go to the app store today and get that app or just go to prizepicks.com. Either way you want to go, promo code locked on will get you that 100% matchup to $100. Go check them out. Jimmy, okay. I, I, I mean, I kind of feel you on this. Um, I, I'm going to say the defense didn't look that bad, only relative to how bad I thought the offense did look. I mean, this it's the first time in 35 games that we hadn't scored 30 points um, it, it, against a team that was missing four of its top five defensive backs and another defensive lineman. I, and our offensive line was so ho horrendous. I, I don't know where to start. And it, I feel like I'm cheapening this podcast by even bringing up how bad the offensive line was because everybody saw how bad they were. They were awful. It, it was, frankly, I mean, I would like love to see Bryce Young – say, you guys almost got me killed tonight. And they did against LSU. I mean, against a team that has nothing to play for. Now, you know, you can give me the whole wounded animal thing if you want to. That's fine. That's fine. And and Ed Orgeron probably did have his team more up for this game than he will for any other game. LSU's going to stink it up the rest of the year. I still believe that. But while you were uh, – you weren't waxing poetic, but for – for uh, my purposes of trying to make you look bad, I'm going to say you were waxing poetic about the defense. <laughs> they gave up 16 first downs, 295 total yards. Um, they only had one interception uh, against a team that's missing its best wide receiver by far, its best player by far in Keyshawn Butte. Now, they've been missing him for a few games. I get that. Um, they did give up that long run. Jordan Battle did run him down. You're absolutely right about that. It was just – Jordan Battle was less slow than their running back. That's all that was. I don't. It wasn't a lot of speed on display right there. So I'm not trying to dog anybody, but I also don't think there should be one single person, and I would include Bryce Young, I would include everybody on the coaching staff, right up to Nick Saban, that should escape blame for that performance. It was abysmal. It's and when I say that I'm more concerned about that than I was about A&M. Look, I could live losing to A&M. I was there in that environment. That place was nuts. We had a young quarterback. We have a young team that didn't know, and they fought their way back, and we just sort of gave it. We, we were going against a dude that had a Steven Garcia moment. Okay, I can live with those every so often because, you know, every now and again, we've got to make somebody a legend. He's never going to – Nick Calzada will never buy chili again in Texas. Okay, great. There's no reason that Max Johnson – with the greatest name in porn history, but far from the greatest quarterback in SEC history, we make him look serviceable without Keyshawn Butte. There's no reason for that. It's 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 crazy, and we made him look pretty damn good. Um, his numbers but, aren't good. No, okay, his they, weren't, are they good. weren't great. But I'm gonna tell you this: when you, when I watched Georgia earlier in the day, and I know this is comparing apples to oranges, 
But when I watched Georgia earlier in the day, I was like, those dudes play like our 2011 defense. Here's another thing, by the way. It's kind of a shame that our 2011 team was honored at, a, at on this game. I mean, I'm sure they were like, hey, um, could y'all pick another game and do this again? Because that doesn't really honor us. Right? <laughs> well, again, I'm, I'm – I'm, I'm, uh, you know, the defense won the game for us. So I, I don't have anything bad to say about the defense and even giving up 16 first downs and 295 yards. If you did that in 12 consecutive games, you'd lead the nation in both. So, I, I mean, we just didn't give up much on, on, on defense, particularly when you consider the field position, the offense gifted LSU the entire game because they didn't move the ball. But I would agree with all angst about offense and the offensive line, although I'm going to be a little harsher on Bryce, and I guess because we're, we're nine, ten games in or so now, and Bryce should have more experience. I think what we're going to find out or hear, you know, a lot of these pressures were when LSU were on blitzes, and when the other team is showing blitz, a lot is on Bryce, just like a lot's on every quarterback that plays the sport at this level. Uh, Bryce has to recognize that, and make an adjustment. Uh, Bryce can, can, can call the protection. He can call a protection slide, uh, meaning, hey, uh, they're coming at me from the left side. Everybody, everybody's going to slide one guy over. Uh, when they're bringing more guys than we can block, Bryce has to recognize that. He's got two options at that point. He rolls away from it, or he goes to his hot receiver, or, or even call a timeout. I mean, just just don't when he realizes, oh, my gosh, when, when we snap this ball, it's going to be a disaster, then don't change it. Do something. And some of that's on Bryce. Some of it's on the offensive coordinator for not coaching up a plan to deal with it. But it's obvious Alabama gets an F-minus for handling the blitz last night. That's on the offensive line. That's on the running back with the protections. And B-Rock missed a few last night. Uh, it's on Bryce for not handling the situation as well as it could be handled, uh, particularly when you're talking about a game nine and not a game one. But and Jimmy, Alabama did win the game. We're number we're number they, two. They we're win. number okay. two. I, I, I'm with you. They won. And when history, the further away we get from this game, the more we'll be like, okay, we've got, you know, we've won 10 of 11 against LSU and all that's great. That's, that's great. But what concerns me now, and there's absolutely nothing that can be done about it at this point. I mean, it, it's, we've had our off week. It's, we're in the, um, in the uh, throes of the season, as they say. I don't know who they are in that case, but uh, we'll go with it. Um, it's, it's, I'm, I'm afraid, you and I have been saying, like we always say, you play your best a couple times a year, your worst a couple times a year, everything else in between is what you are. This was clearly one of our worst. But I'm scared now that we've already seen one of our best. Like, <laughs> and, and I know we're better than this. Now, here's another thing. And again, of course we are. Here's another thing that, um, okay, I, I get, and I've been on Saban's side about this, that he has not um, had like some, some of his uh, patented rants or sort of dog cussings of the team in the media or in the locker room, it seems like, because it, I, I bought it because the team's so young and he, he maybe worries about their fragile egos or fragile mentality and they need some experience where he can – you know, really crawling their butt about stuff. I get that. But I don't think that's working. I think maybe he needs to crawl on them because um, it feels like, for instance, the, I couldn't help but keep thinking about the 2011 team during that game. And 
it seems like our defense now, while it's a great play, okay, the case in point, when uh, the LSU running back breaks out for like a 15, 20-yard gain, Toho Toho is making the tackle, and he is able to knock the ball free. And we do recover the fumble. And so that is, by definition, a big play, and I get it. But do you? But the 2011 defense would have been furious he got the 20 yards. It, it seems like we're so happy we stopped him from getting the 21st yard <laughs> and stripping him that we forget, oh, we shouldn't give this fool anything. They don't have much to play for. We're not going against an Ohio State offense right now. We're going up against a – a Band-Aid offense with LSU with no motivation at all. And um, while the defense, you're right, the defense bailed us out. I I hope people don't think I'm just sitting here dogging the D. I, I don't think that's what it is. I do expect more from them, though, and I think it's there. I think the talent's there. Over the course of the season, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Over the course of the season, I'm more disappointed in the defense than the offense. Last True. night, oh, it was the offense. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, let's just go ahead and take another break. I'm scared that I'm going to get on a rant here. So uh, let me tell everybody everybody about Built Bar. Built.com is where you go for these delicious, nutritious Built Bars. They're fantastic. They take the place of a meal if you want them to, or if you just want to have a dessert. It's good to lose or maintain weight, good for a keto or a keto diet. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON for a discount. Built.com to get these delicious, nutritious Built Bars. They're covered in chocolate, multitude of flavors, anything you want. They got it, man. And here's the thing. If you want to suggest a flavor, they'll listen to you, too. That's what's really cool about Built Bar. And you can get these things just about anywhere. Now, I've had them. I've gotten them at Lifetime. I mean, I've seen them all over the place. But if you want to get a discount, you'll go to Built.com or in the How'd You Hear About Us box, right, Locked on Bama. Either way, we'd appreciate that. Built.com for these awesome Built Bars. Jimmy and I love them. You will, too. Go to Built.com and check them out. All right. Uh, you know, Jimmy, I, I'm not going to pretend that I spend every day reading the reviews of our own podcast, but there was one review from, like, two years ago where the guy gave us a really low review, and I'm like, why would you give us a low review? I mean, if you give us a middle-of-the-road review, we're a middle-of-the-road couple of guys. I get that. But, like, I'll say you give us a bad review. I mean, we're not – we're not up here saying it's an Alabama podcast and going, okay, now where exactly is this university again? Yeah, I mean, we, exactly. we do, we're not smart. It, we're not smart, yeah. but we're not Bill O'Brien either. Yeah. So, um, but the guy said, uh, I listened to this podcast one time and they were really dogging the players and I can't put up with that. So I quit listening. And I'm thinking, number one, he must have called a Chris Caps episode. Number two, <laughs> <laughs> number two, um, I don't think we dog the players. And again, I don't think it's dogging the players to say, you don't, these are facts. The offensive line was really bad. And if somebody wants to say it's because the center got hurt, okay. But it's not okay that the offensive line was that bad. Bryce Young was nearly decapitated on one play. Nearly decapitated. And it was all because the offensive line didn't do anything. Now, maybe Bryce Young could have thrown it a little faster. Here's what I don't understand. If we know that they're blitzing, and they seem to blitz a lot. I mean, I didn't count how many times, but they seem to blitz a lot. Why weren't, we, why weren't we slanting their ass to death? Why weren't we? Why didn't we say, okay, here's the deal, uh, Jamison Williams. You got one-on-one on the outside. I'm going to throw it as far as I can. As soon as it snapped to me, go get it. Why didn't we do that yeah. kind of stuff? 
Well, that's what I blame on on Bill O'Brien. Look, I'm not gonna gonna pretend to, to to be an expert to know exactly what to do. We should have done this. We should have done that. But what we the only thing that I know that we should have done is adjust to what they were doing. I guess that's just the best football term, best football way to put it. We didn't. We never in 60 full minutes adjusted to what they were doing. When they would bring pressures, we succumbed to it repeatedly instead of making them pay for it by having the counter called to their move. It's like they did the same chess move over and over and over again, and we just didn't figure it out, and we got checkmated for 60 minutes uh, instead of figuring it out. So that's that's what we're going to have to do. New Mexico State's coming a pretty good time for that in the sense that we won't have to game plan New Mexico State. We're not going to stay up to midnight tonight figuring out how to defend uh, New Mexico State or, or how to attack them. Uh, our, our dudes, he, 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 believe it or not, our dudes are just better than their dudes, and we're going to win the game. So we can work on fixing things that can be fixed. Some things can't be fixed, and this is just something that we're going to have to face as a group. Our offensive line is sort of unfixable. Now, they can be fixed to better handle the blitz, to know who to block. Uh, that they can They can be better about that, but what they can't do is all of a sudden become a better offensive line. This is, you know, all the people all season long that have picked on Chris Owens that said, why are we playing Chris Owens and not J.C. Latham? Why do we not play Damian George? I'm sick of seeing Chris Owens out there. We need to play the next guy. Well, last night we did play the next guy. And when Luke's talking about the play where Bryce's head was almost taken off, that was because 74 missed the, missed the block that almost got Bryce killed. So now you see maybe why we weren't playing the number two guy all season. He, he wasn't an improvement. And, in fact, it was the worst offensive line performance of the season when we went to another center. People would say, boy, Dalcourt's, Dalcourt's not very good. Why did we ever move Chris Owens? Well, that's why. And why does Chris Owens keep playing a right tackle? Why don't we play the number two guy? Well, that's why. So the answers are not on the bench. The answers are getting the unit to play to its capability. And I'm not sure we've seen that yet or seen it enough. But again, what I want to reiterate on today's show is just this. this let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater. This, this offense was number two in the country before last night. It, 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 that wasn't the ninth reiteration. That wasn't the ninth iteration of what we've seen all season long. I think one of the reasons we're so frustrated is because we had scored a lot. There had been. Our quarterback was leading the Heisman Trophy race. You can't do that playing on a ridiculously bad offense. So And he might still be doing it, and, Jimmy. Yep. Yep. He might still yep. be because here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. Is Georgia right now deserving of being in the playoffs and then literally a big gap? And and you know, I'm not saying Alabama yeah. cannot beat Georgia. If Alabama Alabama last night, I don't know that could beat Georgia Tech, but Correct. I, I, I mean I mean that sincerely. Um no, the, too. the other thing yeah. we would have lost this is a, we would have lost big a lot of college football teams last night. This is all big picture, broad picture stuff, okay? Um bird's eye view that what I kept thinking about. And I'm not Dan Wolken and is that Wolken? Dan Wolken? Is that how you say it? USA Today guy who everybody hates? I'd say I'd say it's Walken. Yeah. Okay. Walken. I'm not gonna be that guy and say, Oh, it's the end of the dynasty. But I am gonna say it feels like 
this is how dynasties die. That it, I remember vividly, um, I think it was Miami lost to Tennessee in Miami. That was the game where Kellen Winslow Jr. was like, I'm a soldier. Remember that? And everybody got pissed that he said that because they were right. like, no, you're not a soldier. You're a tight end. Um, and <laughs> and they lost. We literally in, have soldiers dying right. for our country somewhere on the globe right now. You're not one of them. And it used to be one of those things where when you just pulled into Miami's airport to play the Hurricanes, you were already down 14 nothing. And now LSU had a 7 nothing lead, and we didn't score midway until halftime against a team right. that was completely depleted. And that's scary to me. I'm not saying the dynasty is dead. Please don't think I'm saying that. I'm saying that there are symptoms of dynasties dying this way. And um, sort of like you could have the common cold or you could have COVID. You could have some of the same symptoms. I'm not saying it's COVID, but I'm saying it is it, it's a little scary to me. Um, and I'm worried that we have, again, no alphas outside of Will Anderson to make somebody understand that y'all better start blocking or we're going to get, if we get Bryce, without Bryce Young and Will Anderson, we probably already have three losses. Would you agree with that? Oh my gosh. Uh, Probably, probably. I I mean, yes, but you could make those hypotheticals. You could also say, well, if we had, uh, you know, Darren Kennard, if we had Darren Kennard from Kentucky, we'd be much better on offense. Well, you're you're correct in what, Bryce Young and Will Anderson. Yeah, Bryce Young and Will Anderson. I would agree with, with with this. This season could easily have had two, three, four losses without Bryce and Will. They have. My, my, I, I was about to say single handedly. I guess there's two of them. They have double handedly. <laughs> they They're double fisting this team. They, <laughs> yeah. they have double handedly saved this season from true disaster. Um, but to me, look, we're going to beat New Mexico State. They won't be 10-0. Uh, and, and it might not be pretty next week. Who cares? Just win the game. Okay, then you play Arkansas. And Arkansas would have beaten us last night. Arkansas is better than LSU. As a matter of fact, Arkansas is much better than LSU. They would have scored probably another touchdown or two. And, and we our offense would have been just as hopeless against them as they were against LSU. Or even worse, because Arkansas's starting defense is better than LSU's second team defense who we played against last night. So I want to see what we do against Arkansas is, is if it's a continuation of what we saw against LSU, then uh, I might write the Dan Walken column myself. Okay. Uh, yeah. But, but if it's, if it's not, then it was, well, I guess that was a, just one of those clunkers. Okay. The thing you said about um, Kennard from Kentucky is not exactly the same because, see, Bryce Young, I mean, we can't get him from the transfer portal, but Bryce Young can get hurt when he gets smacked down on the sack fumble he had or when he gets almost – it wasn't a target, by the way. Everybody went crazy. I didn't think it was targeting when when Jay Ward hit him on the scramble. I didn't think that was targeting. Uh, I really didn't. And I'm a Bryce Young lover and protector. And I'm telling you that that's football. That's not targeting. He led with his shoulder to me. And I don't, I mean, I would have taken the targeting call. Sure. I don't want football to be that because I felt like he actually played it the right way. Um, But so we're only one of those hits away from being a single handed Will Anderson versus a double fisted Will Anderson, Bryce Young combo. And so that's, that's what bothers me about it. Let me say this about Arkansas too. And we've got two weeks to get ready for Arkansas. 
but I was talking to another buddy of mine about Arkansas today because they beat Kentucky and they're fired up. I mean, they almost rushed the field and their coach is like, hey, we're going bowling, baby. We don't know where we're going. Don't give a shit, but we're going bowling. And I was like, that's exactly why Arkansas is going to be a threat to us. It's almost the opposite of LSU. Like LSU, I thought, was going to just lay down mentally. And they they didn't, but I think we still could have made them do that if we had just, you know, if we scored on that first drive, I think things might have been a little different, but we didn't. So LSU was sort of in it, and they were like, well, while we're here, why don't we try and win it? But if we take them out early, I think they're done so. But see, Arkansas is going to come in. It's a lot like whenever a girl would let me take her home when I was in college, I was like, look, I don't, I, sh- I know I shouldn't be here. I'm happy to do whatever you will let me do. And whatever I can get to, and I'm going to play really hard. Now, you're going to be disappointed, but I'm going to play hard, and we're going to see how this works out. And uh, that's what Arkansas is going to do. They're going to show up in Tuscaloosa. They're going to play really hard. And they know they're probably going to lose, but they're like, screw it. We're still going to go to a bowl game. Let's go play hard and see what we can do because that's their attitude right now. They've got a bad uh, mental state for us because we need our – I wish Arkansas were coming in like, oh, God, we're awful again. Um, we already got to figure out how we're going to replace Sam Pittman. No, they're, they're, they're happy to be there. And, um, so yeah, it's, that's scary to me. Um, but look, we'll talk about that later. I, and again, I know this podcast probably has some people like, geez, I mean, we won the game. You're right. We did win the game and that's great. But you know what? That's shit we said during the Shula era right now. This is (laughs) not not often. Yeah, that's true. Um, if if we had played Jimmy, if we had played Michigan last night and won twenty to fourteen and looked that way, well, and first of all, we would have lost. But this hypothetical, let's say Michigan is Michigan instead of LSU, and we still win the game twenty to fourteen. We still look that way. Everything goes exactly that way. It's just the uniforms changed. I think we'd all be like, okay, we won the game. We got out of there. Let's move on. But we, it, you can't do it that way because we all know LSU was missing four of its five starters in defensive backfield. We know Mason Smith wasn't playing. I don't think he played. Um, mm-hmm. We know that they, they actually had another injury during the game, if I remember right. We know that they're missing Keyshawn Butte. We They had nothing to play for. They, we know their coach is fired. And we still just let them hang around like a booger on the end of your finger. It's just it's, – it, it's – it's very disappointing from an off week when we were like, oh, man, this is going to be – and me, I fell for it. I was like, we're, this is going to be so great. We're going to be healed up, ready to rock, and all that, you know, roll tide, blank you stuff from Ed Orgeron is going to fire us up. Shoot, man, Ed O was almost prophetic. Yeah, it was disappointing uh, in this one sense. I, I said during the off week, uh, you know, and, and, and the, that, that off week and then leading up to LSU – that the charge on the team was to improve. If we improved across the board, we need to improve. So when we get to game 12 against Auburn and game 13 against Georgia, we are now ready to be the best football team that we can be. And uh, we didn't improve. We went backwards. We wholly and fully regressed on offense, wholly and fully. It was the worst offensive performance of the season by a metric mile. And now there, there has to be a lot of improving in a short period of time, because as you say, Luke, uh, and I could not agree more. uh, Nobody needs to talk about Georgia. We're, we see, you have to qualify to get in that game. You have to qualify. It's not on the schedule. You have to qualify. You have to win the West. This team last night, 
that was not a team that's going to win the SEC West. The offense was just mm-hmm. too bad. Uh, we're not going to win the SEC West and get to Georgia. I, I, I don't. I think any talk of Georgia is just well. Hell, let's just talk about playing Ohio State in the semifinal. I mean, that's not on the schedule either. And we're not going to get there if we play like this. So really, the focus needs to be on what in the world do we need to do to improve in a quick period of time? Because in 13 days, we play someone that's going to have fun making plays against us. And like you, you point out, this is so true. LSU gave them a blueprint. Everybody now has a blueprint over how to attack our offense. That was Ed Orgeron's going away gift to Alabama is the blueprint to Arkansas, the blueprint to Auburn. Hey, this is how you attack those guys. And, and, and it makes their offense useless. And we need, we need the solution to that. Or Sam Pittman is going to be celebrating again uh, but this time on at Brian Denny. All right, buddy. That's going to do it for this podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Try to have some uh, better outlook on life in general, and um, we'll go from there. So until then, roll time. Prob- prob- yeah, we're probably not even going to win this damn volleyball game I'm going to. <laughs> you don't stub your toe going into the thing. I mean, it's going to be all. <laughs> well, I think the team's two and two and eleven, so uh-huh. I'm setting my expectations accordingly. All right, yeah, you ought, you ought to go in there and, like, go, at least you're not as bad as our offensive line. Like, that ought to fire me. <laughs> hey, any you real athletic gals busy in 13 days? Say that again? I'll say, if, uh, are any of you athletic gals busy in 13 days? Oh. Mike could, uh, <laughs> Mike could need you against uh, against Arkansas. We need some reinforcement. I'm, I'm not editing that. It's, it's funnier that you have to repeat the joke because I didn't understand what you said. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not editing that. Hey, Mike Leach called out for the student body to uh, to try yeah. out for kicker. He literally did when the Mississippi State game was over. He's like, well, "That's it. We're he having uh, student student tryouts." And let me tell you, uh, while I guess he was trying to be funny, I mean, serious in the sense I really believe that's going to happen. And secondly, uh, I, I think you know Mike Leach is always trying to be a little funny, even if you don't know it from the look on his face. But uh, that's incredibly rude to your kickers <laughs> to, to be so, to be so public, to be so public about that. I mean, you think about, I mean, if I, I mean, I'm just saying if I was a parent, I wouldn't let my kid play for that guy. No, I, I'm with you. But also if I was the parent of one of those kickers, I would, I would say, you just don't need to be kicking son. <laughs> Did you see those kicks? <laughs> that last one was one of the worst kicks I've ever seen. Now it does make me think of one other story. Um, when Terry Bowden was doing an Auburn football review when he was back as their coach, uh, a, a friend of mine, a guy like a year younger than me, really big dude, he was a pretty high-profile recruit, went to Benjamin Russell named Alan Barnett, super guy, um, went to Auburn to play quarterback. And I think it was like his sophomore year, maybe his junior year, I don't know. Well, Terry Bowden like went on the Auburn football review and said, y'all – yeah, I, I got to tell you a funny story. I had a nightmare the other night that our first string quarterback was out and our second string quarterback got hurt. And our third string quarterback got hurt. And then we had to play Alan Barnett. And like everybody sort of giggled. And I was like, okay, that, that would, that would kind of piss me off. <laughs> you know, um, that's kind of a shit thing to do there, Terry. Um, but anyway, uh, Alan's a really nice guy. And he, I mean, I'm like, Alan didn't do nothing, Terry. I mean, you gave him the scholarship, bro. But um, you're a pretty good player. So, anyway. All right. Roll tab, buddy. Roll tab.